This is the On the Money podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. And if you don't already know by now, they are TV news contributors, radio show co-hosts, and the founders of Group 10 Financial. They use their over 70 years of combined experience and expertise in the financial and retirement industry to help educate you to get successfully to and through retirement. They've created the On the Money five-step retirement process, a system that helps you build a simple retirement blueprint for maximizing your retirement income, helps you smartly invest for any economy, and helps you put an end to paying unnecessary taxes. I'm Mark Elliott. One thing that Tony Robbins has always said, and and I think this is a pretty good point if you think about it, and that is success leaves clues. And there's things that we can learn from our past that can help us succeed in the future. But And if we turn a blind eye to those things, we will, we're never going to get better. But if we learn from them, grow from them, then we can be better, right? Yeah. You know, I can think back to my dad. His retirement was a heck of a lot different than mine. And I got to say, I'm sure mine is a lot different than Nick's going to be. Yeah, I'd be kind of scared to see where the future of retirement is, say, 25 years from now. Yeah, I can remember my dad going into the, uh, you know, to get a cup of coffee, and it was a nickel. And I thought, my God, when it was a dime, where in the world is it going to go? And now people are paying, what, four or five bucks for a cup of Starbucks coffee. With a smile on their face. (laughs) They're doing it happily, right? So, I mean, to think (laughs) things are going to stay the same, isn't going to happen. For example, if your grandfather retired in the 80s, they probably stuck their retirement savings in a bank CD. And you know what? They were earning 9 to 13% interest on that CD. $100,000, not a lot of money, but a hundred grand, that was going to provide for them twelve dollars to $13,000 of income a year. Well, now if you take a look at that same scenario now, you have $100,000, you might be able to get 2% in a CD. So that means you're only getting $2,000, not thirteen. Yeah, I had, I had a lady that retired with nine, ten percent CDs, and uh, that's all the only place she ever had money was in a bank. Okay, and she was paying tax on that interest, but that's all she knew. Then all of a sudden, the eighties hit, and she saw her interest rates plummet. But you know what? The interest rate she was getting plummeted, but not her taxes. Okay. Yeah, so right? she, she was still paying exactly. taxes even on a lesser amount of money. So over the next few years, we were able to take her and reposition those CDs into tax-deferred and tax-free accounts, which freed up more money. She saved on her taxes. She wasn't paying tax on her Social Security any longer. And you know what? She went from paying over $13,000 a year in taxes down to under 1000 a year. More money in her pocket. That's another 1000 a month coming in to her income. And you talk about a smile on her face. That was precious. Yeah, and the thing is, you're just you're not really doing anything other than just saying, you know, we've got to be creative. Interest rates aren't going up anymore. Uh, they're, they're not going up at, like they were back then. In, in her case, they were plummeting. So what do you do? You just try and figure out how what can we do to a portfolio to keep more money in that person's pocket. For her circumstance, earning 6% or 5% in a CD and then having taxes come out and having to give 2% back to Uncle Sam and only getting to keep 3 or 4%, did not make sense. And so coming up with unique ways to lower the taxes and keep more of that money in her pocket is what worked. And that's what we do on a day-to-day basis with the people that we help. So interest rates certainly are much different than the late 70s, early 80s, when we're talking double-digit interest rates. And as, as Jerry said, you could have 100000 in the bank, you're getting twelve, thirteen thousand 13000 every year, in some cases more than that when the interest rates got up to 15 16%. 
That is not the case today. So it's certainly, even you add that in, the interest rates being much, much different today than they were in the late 70s, early 80s, it also costs more to live now than it did back in the 1980s. But the income you can get from your investments is really much less than what it was back then. So it seems like we've got a much different and a much more difficult retirement today than we did back in the late 70s, early 80s. Well, especially when you live longer in retirement than they did. Um, you know, it means you have to save more than your grandfather did. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and his situation was a lot better. Whether it was my grandfather or your grandfather, if you're listening, uh, you know, it means that you can't use his strategy because it doesn't work anymore. Let's just say we broke this down on a board. And let's say on one side of a board, I wrote the, the phrase, uh, your grandfather's retirement. And I was trying to explain to you what your grandfather's retirement was like for him. Yeah, he probably worked for the same company his entire working life band. Well, and grandpa did. My grandpa did, yeah, right? He yeah. worked for Ford Motor Company. Yeah, he worked for 52 years. And worked, missed how many days of work? <laughs> two, yeah, he missed two and a half hours work in all that time. Yeah. You know, so good work ethic. But one company. One company. Now, right. Yeah. So he worked for one company. Prior, you know, uh, most people that retired back then retired with a pension. And a lot of them didn't. But the ones that didn't, again, they lived within their means. And people back then were savers. They didn't have two automobiles parked in the driveway. If they did, they were really fat cats, mm-hmm. you know. And they didn't have boats and they didn't have water skis and jet skis and all these things. They were savers because they had to provide for their children's education, and they took it upon themselves to do it. So they, in essence, were building their own private pension. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean they had uh, they they had that. Maybe they worked for one company. Maybe they had a pension. And they if they savers. had to go to a nursing home, the nursing home was usually in their bedroom, and mom or you know took care They're, of them. Yeah, died at home. Right? They died, they at, died home, at home, right? Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom could care for grandpa. Uh, family would step in. Maybe they just lived a block away. Right now, we're yep. we're so far stretched where we are. You know, another thing too is mom could take care of grandma or grandpa because mom wasn't working. Yeah. Think about now. You got both both, people both working. husbands and wives are working. Nobody's home to take care of anybody. You know, and another thing too is they didn't live that long. Maybe they lived to 75 years old and then that was all you had to worry about. So that was your grandfather's retirement, folks. It was, it was one company. It was retiring with a pension. It was living to 75. It was uh, died at, dying at home. But that's not the case now. You know, the situation for baby boomers, for Gen Xers, the retirement that we're dealing with with that generation is starkly different. Yeah, and how many people today, the baby boomers and the Generation Xers, you know, they work for maybe five or six companies throughout their lifetime and not just one any longer. And again, they've replaced their pension with a 401k or a 403b plan. Yeah, I mean, I just think about my father-in-law who retired from Caterpillar and my brother-in-law who now works at Caterpillar. Now, now, dad, he retired from Caterpillar with a pension. Mm-hmm. But my brother-in-law is going to work for Caterpillar and not get a pension. That means it's up to him. He better it's, make the right decisions. He better make the right decisions 401k. and save enough in that 401k. So, I mean, that's the thing now is you got 401ks or 403bs that is intended to support you. And there is no longer a company pension. She's now up over 80, 85 years of age instead of 75. Well, that are living longer. And we plan to 95 plus. Yeah. Because we have people that have made it there. We never want to have a conversation with somebody saying, sorry, we didn't plan long enough and you're now you're broke. And now, when they, <laughs> yeah, and now when they walk out on life, they walk out on life usually in a nursing home. Why? Like you just said, Nick, because husband and wives are both having to work. So who's going to take care of them if they're home? Well, and that's the thing is it, it's 
nobody's there to take care of them at home. The kids are out, you know, doing whatever they're, they're doing. Mom and dad are working. Um, nursing home costs are astounding. Yeah. 7,000 a month. Yeah. I mean, think about that. 7,000 a month. That's 84 grand a year. And that's not really, I always tell folks, uh, in fact, as we have uh, some folks up in Dayton, Ohio, where they're going to have to do that. And they asked me if I had any advice, you know, because they're going to have to put the dad, uh, mom walked out on life earlier, but pop's now going to have to go to a nursing home. And I said, what I always say, and this is kind of maybe sounds a little sick, is do a sniff test. If you walk into that nursing home and you smell, not on him, <laughs> no, and you smell, on the test, <laughs> you smell urine or you got a foul odor, you probably don't want to put your loved one in that. Well, and I've had a lot of people come in and say, "Well, you know, I'm just going to try. My, my plan is um, I'll just let Medicaid cover for it." Well, let me tell you, some of those Medicaid, Medicaid yeah, facilities right. you don't want to be in. Yeah. Uh, if you have a choice, you definitely don't want to be at uh, the the motel. Two. That's just like it's down not even here. a motel five, six. We've got somebody. I don't know who it is. He's running uh, for one of the political offices here in in, uh, in Florida, and he's saying everybody ought to have Medicaid. We've Indigent had clients there, and we don't have. Money. You know, we've had we've had yeah. to visit people there, and that's not a good yeah, thing. That's sad. You know, if you're finding yourself in this boat and you need you need help figuring out how to successfully make it to and through retirement, give Jerry and Nick and the team at Group Ten Financial a call right now. It's eight hundred. 691-3372. There's no cost, no obligation. There's no pressure for this sit-down chat. 800-691-3372 is the number. You can also text the word retire to 800-691-3372. Glad you're with us today for On the Money with Jerry and Nick Royer. Jerry, of course, the founder and CEO of Group 10 Financial. Nick Royer is a national known keynote speaker. He's also the president of Group 10 Financial. I'm Mark Elliott. And, you know, we're talking today about how retirement now is not like how retirement was for your grandparents. It's different. There's no question. So what challenges did Grandpa have when he and Grandma tried to retire maybe a few decades ago? What were some of the challenges back in the 70s and 80s? Well, they couldn't outlive the money because they had Social Security and a nice pension. For the most part. So they didn't have to worry about it, okay? And they needed uh, no need to invest in the market because they didn't need their money to grow. The, the purpose of their money was different. Now, yeah. retirement planning is income planning. Back then it was, well, I really don't need this. I'm, I've got all this other stuff paying me money, pension, social security. So I guess I can just pass this money on to the kids. That's the purpose of the money. And they didn't have any control. This is an important thing to consider. They didn't have any control over the taxes that they paid. Because there wasn't as many tax-efficient strategies available to There might be one, not five or six. And I was just looking at studies on taxes back in the 40s when it was 90%. That means for every buck, 90% went to taxes. They They got to keep a dime on the dollar. Those things have changed somewhat today. Obviously, our, our grandparents' retirement in the 70s and 80s is much different than the baby boomers and that are retiring now. And the Gen Xers that will be retiring, it's a totally different retirement. So how do you look at the retirement of today's retirees? Well, today's baby boomers, Gen Xers, I mean, they they have to face the reality that unlike grandpa, who really had all this other income and wasn't going to run the risk of running out of money during retirement, today's generation can outlive their money. And that's why it's the biggest concern of most people getting into retirement because they don't have any pensions. Their social security isn't enough to cover the expenses. So they have to invest to make the money to, uh, you know, to support themselves in retirement. And with CDs earning so little, 
and safe investments earning so little, people have been forced into the stock market, taking all this risk. And the problem is right now, the last 10 years has been a good ride. Mm-hmm. And that's, ca- that's lulling people to sleep. It's lulling people into thinking, oh, it's going to always be this way. And like I always tell people, what is the chance that the next 10 years in the market is going to be like the last 10 years? And I can show you study after study that shows the next 10 years won't be like the last, but you got to ask yourself that question. And another thing, like you were mentioning, Dad, the, the previous grandpa's generation didn't have many tax-efficient strategies, whereas now baby boomers and Gen Xers, they have total control over their taxes that they pay by using tax-efficient strategies so they can live in retirement with more tax-free income if they choose to use those strategies. And that's the thing today. People now have more control over retirement planning than they ever did in the past. Mm -hmm. There are more options, more strategies, and it's more complicated as well. But you have to give us a call so we can help take the mystery out of this financial planning for you. The number again, 800-691-3372. And you can also text the word retire to that same number, 800-691-3372. So call or text the word retire to 800-691-3372. For Jerry and Nick Royer, I'm Mark Elliott. Thanks again for joining us today. Be sure to join us next time on The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer.